0: Welcome to Mad Unreal's Clone Wars mixtape. In this new ongoing series, we're going to break down random episodes and story arcs from Star Wars to Clone Wars like only Mad Unreal can. From Christophsis to the Siege of Mandalore and the Bad Batch, we're creating a mixtape of discussion and analysis focusing on one of the greatest Star Wars things ever. This is Mad Unreal, the Clone Wars mixtape, episode one. Let's go. (laughs)
1: All right, the Clone Wars season one, episode five. Rookies, listen before we jump into this, I think we should be 100% transparent. Why did we create the Clone Wars mixtape? And for me, I'm gonna put this out there, you tell me if you agree. For me, we love the Clone Wars, you and I, right? Right, we love talking about the Clone Wars, right? What we don't like is having to come up with reasons to talk about the Clone Wars.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you said that. <laughs> we just want to I'm talk about this that. shit
1: anytime all the we time. We need to address I mean,
0: your Clone Wars Jones.
1: Just we need I mean to address that. <laughs> and, and 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 again being transparent, it was like trying to like come up with how can we bring this more into Mad real, and what can we wrap this right. around? Right, right, right. Why I think the that's where the idea came from is like why don't we just do a mixtape and just like anytime we want to chronology be damned, we just gonna like any episode, any story arc, you know, whether it's you know, sometimes they do three episodes, four episodes, whatever. Yeah. Anytime we want to talk about it, we just gonna do it.
0: Exactly. And honestly, I you know, I'm waiting for uh hopefully it's not in vain. But I mean I'm waiting for the films to address the transition from clones to Mm. stormtroopers because I think we both have theories and I think our theories overlap in a lot of ways mm -hmm. Um, but I think that and I mean I've gone on record ad nausea about how you know Finn was such a missed opportunity to actually deal with a few things like at once Mm -hmm. you know with him Um, but now that we see that you know rex has been recognized as appearing in um bad re, uh, return of the jedi oh yeah, yeah yeah you know what i mean and mm-hmm. also his appearance in the animated star wars rebels mm-hmm. series so heavily mm-hmm. um there's it, it's 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 almost like this this dance that mm-hmm. the animations are doing with the films where they just can't seem to connect. And I feel that they really need to connect and that it would open up so much in the films mm-hmm. if they did that.
1: Yeah, I mean, sometimes you get the sense that some of the questions that they, that we would like to be answered by, um, by the star Wars storytellers, you get the sense that they haven't answered them because they don't have the answer yet. But yeah. then other times you get the sense that, it's all you know and it is kind of interesting because it's almost like you're being given history as if you know somebody who actually lived through it is telling it to you, and you know in that mm-hmm. regard it's not going to be chronological it's not going to be sometimes in a very coherent you know a b c d it's not going to be like that it's going to be all over right. the place there's going to be gaps there's going to be things that you learn later from that person, and I think right. that's that's one of the uh, that's one of the um beauties and the frustrations you know of the of being a Star Wars fan is that you you know you do have these things that you want answered right mm-hmm. at that moment and I'm with you mm-hmm. you and I have had that conversation about that transition from clones to stormtroopers a lot i think and there's something about that that i want to touch on later in this episode but i think you're going to get some of that with this next bad batch um the bad batch um animated series is coming in may i think you're going to get some of that initial you know um beginnings of that transition obviously the transition takes place you know a little bit later after that generation Mm -hmm. of clones dies out but i think you're going to get some answers as to why you know the empire um shut down camino basically um Mm -hmm. so yeah I, i think a lot of that is coming but anyway yeah so this is the inaugural episode of the clone wars mixtape mad unreal's clone wars mixtape um and we're excited and we Man, we (laughs) we couldn't have started this with any other episode other than this one. Like, I I just don't foresee us doing anything. We could have saved this one maybe for like, I don't know, an anniversary episode because it's so important. But I think this is the episode to kick off this this new segment with this new series with Um, the Clone Wars. Season one, episode five rookies Um, written by Stephen Melching, directed by Justin Ridge. Uh, Stephen Melching, by the way, did a lot of Clone Wars, um, Mm -hmm. a lot of great Clone Wars episodes. Um, So do you want to so I think in the future, we'll you know, have a we'll write our own little synopsis for each, you know, Clone Wars episode or arc that we feature that we feature on the mixtape. But for this one, do you want to read the um, the newsreel Um, bonus points if you do it in the newsreel voice? Um, I promise I won't laugh. Mm, At least I'll mute my mic if I laugh um but yeah we we, do you want to read the newsreel from uh from this episode to give us an idea what's what's going on in this and oh by the way listeners heavy spoilers if you haven't seen rookies you may want to go watch it really quick then come back to this episode or um let us entice you you know listen to this episode and it'll definitely Mm -hmm. entice you to go check out this episode of the clone wars uh but go ahead go ahead newsreel yeah uh
0: clone forces rap right. no i can't do it i thought you were gonna go for it you put the hands
1: up you, you, i thought you were either gonna do this or you're about to beatbox one of the two all right right right, right. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you didn't beat box, right. but okay so go ahead just let's I, i'll forgive you you can just read it in your normal voice the news yeah world. yeah
0: yeah uh maybe i might abstract it just a little bit but <laughs> in
2: post right <laughs>
0: So, uh, the clone forces rally, uh, the war escalates in the outer rim and Jedi knights are spread thinly across the galaxy. Many new clones are rushed into service. To me, that's like really important. Many new clones are rushed into service to support their Jedi generals. Unfortunately, because of the relentless demands of battle, many of the young clones must join the struggle before their intensive training has been completed. These clones manning a vital network of tracking stations are all that stand between the Republic and invasion. Mm. So the idea of not being ready, but you got to go in and fight mm-hmm. anyway, is mm-hmm. <laughs> like a running theme in the entire Star Wars universe. None of these people are ready. Luke Nobody wasn't ready. <laughs> Anakin ready. wasn't ready. <laughs> <You're right. laughs> you know? The clones aren't ready.
1: Obi Wan might have been the only one in the history o- of this universe, this galaxy, that was ever ready when it was yeah. his time. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're right. That is ongoing. And, and, and even
0: think- then, Qui Gon didn't think Obi Wan was ready. He had t- Obi Wan had to tell him, I'm ready. I'm ready to take the trials.
1: Right. Right. Nobody's ever ready. Um, I-, I think, though, and this takes place pretty much um, early on. And so, I mean, obviously the Clone War series takes place between episode two and episode three um, of the of the films. But this, I would imagine, takes place fairly early in the actual war. Mm -hmm. Um, And just just to give you guys, I mean, just give a kind of like an overview of some of the characters involved. um, As far as the clones, we're introduced to Heavy, Echo, Fives. Um, a cat named Droid Bait, who I just found out his name this morning. <laughs> um, he gets capped early in the episode, so that's why yeah. we didn't really get to spend much time with him. Uh, Cut Up, who has a very memorable death. And Sergeant O'Niner, um, who, as I was saying before we started recording, is interesting to me because he has he has gray hair, which you don't see a lot in, in clones. Right. Um, because of their, you know, the manufacturer of these clones um to use that that term loosely. Uh the time period that it takes place and the time period this episode is aired, you know, it's kinda shocking to see a clone that old. Um you realize he must have been one of the early ones, you know, probably after not too long after uh, or around the same time as maybe ninety nine. Remember the reject mm-hmm. clone. Um mm-hmm. so anyway, so that's a quick look at who's involved. So let's 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 dive right in our Ar- Arturo. Let's talk about the major themes of this episode. You know, what were the things I have some very personal notes on this, but what were the things for you that made this this episode memorable? And I, and I should say, let me point this out, um, just another kind of overall uh, Mad Unreal, uh, The Clone Wars mixtape note. We're not always going to feature episodes that we just love. You know, we'll also talk about episodes that were just interesting or thought provoking or head scratchers or whatever. Um, so, but this we one take just requests? happens to be... I think we should take requests. Maybe
0: we yeah. Should maybe take we should requests. take
1: requests. Yeah. Maybe we'll take some requests from you guys too. That's I think that's an interesting idea. Um, because because there's so many hashtag man unreal. Exactly. Because there's so many episodes that you know you forget about some of the episodes. You know, um, um, there's so many episodes of the show, and and also with now that Disney Plus has made the original Clone Wars, it's not called the Clone Wars. It's just Clone Wars. Mm-hmm. Um, Jindy Tartosky's version, version, mm-hmm. um, which was overseen, you know, created by George Lucas. Um, but it was the first kind of like, uh, it was the first, um, prototype. It was a prototype almost for this show. And that was, I think two seasons, but Disney yeah. is now available on Disney plus. So that can be something also that we throw into the mixtape. Um, cause like I said, no chronology, just like on a normal mixtape, you might hear a song that just came out yesterday, but then you hear something right after that is 20 years old. Um, we plan on doing the same thing here. So, but OK, like I said, major themes for this episode. Why? Why did you love this episode? What was so dope about this episode that made you want to talk about it?
0: Um, I don't know if this is considered a theme, but I think the I think seeing Fives and Echo Together, but even more so, Cody and Rex together, because Fives and Echo, their story is referred to throughout the series, Mm -hmm. all the way through the final series. Mm -hmm. Seeing seeing the beginning of their story arc Mm -hmm. um, make them such uh, important and compelling, you know, clones in the story. Um, So I, I really look at rookies as a foundational. Hmm. Episode.
2: The name's Rex. But you'll call me Captain or Sir? Sir, yes, sir! I'm Commander Cody, your new boss. My designation is Trooper 27-5555, sir. We call him Fives. I'm Heavy. This is Echo. Where's your sergeant? Dead, sir. We're all that's left. Looks like we got ourselves a batch of shinies, Commander. Shinies, sir? That's right. Your armor. It's shiny and new, just like you.
1: It, it was Fives who discovered the whole sixty-six plot. We'll talk about right. that later, but yeah, it was right. Fives. Right. Okay, okay. Right, yeah. right,
0: and it was mm-hmm. Rex that found that message. Mm-hmm. Right, mm-hmm. you and know. Of course, Echo. So these, Yeah. Um, but also, also, it kind, it puts, it, it puts the planet Camino at the center uh, of the story too, mm-hmm. because. Um when when the episode opens, is it is it heavy that is talking about how boring the post is? I think that's that that's either
1: heavier because I remember when you when it finally like something happens and like it's a meteor shower and I think it's heavier fives, it's like, ooh, a meteor shower. You know yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. I think it's one of them, so like they're 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 the ones that are really expressing their frustration and um yeah. Uh, so and then, you know, something happens and it's like, oh that's it. Like, they want they want action, man. These clones all are kind of like, you know, they share that same trait of just
0: wanting to be on the front lines. Mm-hmm. Um, that's how they are programmed. But they did not see the value of Kamino being in the Rishi system and why their outpost was so important. Yeah, that's something that's reiterated um, a few times
1: and later on, and I'll mention it later, but there's a really great line from Rex that I think yep. kind of like jolted me a little bit when I first saw yep. this. Um, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but I, I think that, yeah, early on in the episode, it is like, listen, if we don't do this, then our home world, you know, of, of Camino um, is going to suffer because that's what they're going for. And mm-hmm. Grievous makes it Grievous makes it clear later. He's like, yeah, that's we need to stop these clone this clone production. You know, we need to destroy the ba- the uh, the facilities on Camino. Um, so, yeah, I'm with you. That was very interesting to see that that connection and this uh, Rishi outpost is what it's called um, being kind of the last stand. Um, If it falls, then the Republic may not know uh, that Camino is under attack until it's too late.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and it kind of gave me the sense of the Republic playing checkers while the, while the, you know, the future empire was, the resistance was playing. No, what what the hell were they? Separatists. At that time, the separatists, it's like the separatists were playing chess. Mm. -hmm. Mm. hmm and I – whenever they – whenever in the episode they would go back to where Kenobi and Skywalker were were with that admiral mm-hmm. on the ship, mm-hmm. you know, and then they kept talking about is, you know, is the station – is this outpost on Rishi, you know, reporting it all clear, like everything's good, we're not in trouble signal. I don't recall them ever considering – Camino being in the Rishi system that either Anakin or Obi Wan would think a step ahead,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like mean, well, wait a minute.
1: Yeah, you don't. You don't. There's really no mention of that um,
0: from either right. Obi Wan or, or Anakin. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just just to kind of fill in the blanks here for you know for our audience, you know, mm-hmm. the the episode it opens up. Uh, it opens up by talking about how. In various inspections are going on. Inspections are going on at the various outposts, mm-hmm. and Commander Cody and Captain Rex are conducting these uh, these inspections. And um, Cody's commander is Obi Wan Kenobi, mm-hmm. and Rex's commander is Anakin Skywalker. Mm-hmm. General, so, yeah. General, thank you, General mm-hmm. Skywalker, and. Um, the Rishi outpost is in line to be the next inspection. Mm-hmm. So the clones at the Rishi station are expecting Cody and Rex, mm-hmm. or at least they're expecting the commanding officers to come in and inspect them. So this whole idea of the Jedi, Annie and Obi, you know, getting into whether or not this Rishi outpost is transmitting an all clear signal mm-hmm. Is directly connected to knowing that Cody and Rex are on their way to that outpost. Right, right. And the and throughout the episode, there's always sort of a check in by the Jedi to be like, "Well, we haven't heard from Cody, mm-hmm. but the outpost is yeah, we can you know, all clear all clear. So yeah. we'll probably hear from Cody a little bit later.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And it isn't until they
1: blow that joint up that something is is signaled as wrong. Well. Right. Yeah. So I mean, for me, and there's you know the moral, or you know they do the morals for these um these you know the Clone Wars episodes right up front, and you always kind of it's not in Yoda's voice at all, but every time I see a moral, I just hear Yoda's voice in my head, like it's him mm-hmm. saying this. Mm-hmm. Um, so the moral of this you know episode is the best confidence builder is experience, and obviously, so the major theme of this episode on you know ostensibly the major theme is. These rookies, you know, needing to get the experience of actual battle in order mm-hmm. to build their confidence, you know, because they don't necessarily a few of them, especially don't necessarily have the confidence they need because they've been they're They've been rushed into service. Um, yeah, they haven't seen a whole lot of battle and they are on this outpost, which, you know, a, for all on on the surface just looks like a really boring assignment. And why, you know, why is it important? Um, mm-hmm. Well, it gets explained to them why it's important later. Um, but then the experience they get also builds their confidence so that's again that's kind of ostensibly that's what we're supposed to get from you know this from the kind of like the major theme of this episode but there's a lot more going on and for me you know this this episode is special man because for me it did mm-hmm. three things and I, I wrote them down because I was like you know I kind of realized this was, as I was re-watching it um, and that's another thing I hadn't watched this episode in a few years mm-hmm. Um and I was kind <clears> of, <throat> excuse me, I was a little worried thinking, wow, am I going to watch this and it's not going to stand up to what it is in my memory, you know, because um, for a very long time, this is my favorite episode of the Clone Wars period, you know, bar mm-hmm. none. Um, mm-hmm. And I, you know, when I sat down and rewatch it again, as I knew we were going to tape this, I was a little concerned, like, is this going to stand up? And I, I'm happy to say it absolutely did. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I love all the because this looking at this episode, you can clearly see this is season one just visually. It's like, oh, they've come a long way in animation because um, right. the animation looks a lot better in, say, season seven. Um, what we saw earlier or last year with, um you know, the uh, uh the Mandalore, you know, the siege of Mandalore what we saw there just looks light years ahead, you know, technologically better than what we're seeing in season one. Um, They just just got better, which they should. Um, But then also I was worried, you know, thinking, wow, this story, you know, it's it's almost like it does continue in season three um, Mm because the chronology jumps around, but it kind of operates as a standalone episode. So I was thinking, man, is it going to stand up to all that great storytelling that we get later on with those enormous, you know, impactful, powerful arcs um that take place later in the clone wars but i have to say man as a standalone single episode this is still my favorite episode and i stumbled upon it it originally aired when did this originally air arthur um it first aired on uh, cartoon network uh, uh, on october 24th 2008 mm -hmm. i don't think i saw it on october 24th 2008 i think i saw it maybe a month or two later and this was my first this was my, this was the first episode of the Clone Wars I ever saw. I didn't see, I didn't see it at the beginning. Cause like a lot of people, and I don't, I think you were in the same camp.
2: Yeah. We hadn't not. written Star Wars off, jump. but
1: mm-hmm. you know, after the prequels and then kind of after, you know, the you know, you still had the comic books, you had the books, but just, mm. you know, it was just kind of like Star Wars wasn't necessarily at the top of my, you know, to do list, <laughs> you know, to put it blunt, to put it lightly. Yeah. Um, so when I heard about this series you know that it was going to debut on Cartoon Network I did not watch episode one I didn't watch episode two I didn't watch episode three or four it wasn't until this episode that I saw I guess when they repeated it um that I first saw the Clone Wars and it did three things for me one it it kind of like reignited my Star Wars you know um love you know it brought me back into the universe um I hadn't completely left it, but it really kind of like reignited that, you know, fascination and that interest in the Star Wars universe. So that was the first thing it did. Secondly, it made me love the Clone Wars period. You know, it just made me love that this, this card, I just, I went back immediately watched the first three or first four episodes and then, you know, consistently watched it from there on out. Um, I would just DVR it and just watch them whenever. Mm-hmm. But then the third thing it did, it also it made me love Rex. I fell in love with Rex. My love affair with Rex began with this episode and particularly with one scene that we'll talk about in a minute. I text, I, I don't know if I texted you or called you because I don't know if we were 2008. Were we texting? Yeah, we were texting. So I text you and I remember telling you, dude, you got to see this shit. I said, you have yeah. to watch this. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I was like, I don't know what I just saw. I was like, I've never seen any Star Wars thing like this, you know. Um, and it was this one scene that happened and we'll talk about it in, in a minute when we get to favorite action scenes. But that those are the three things that happened to me as I was watching this episode. I just fell in love three times, one back in love with Star Wars, fell in love with Clone Wars and fell in love with Rex um, as a mm-hmm. character. Um, so the major themes that got played out in this episode, yeah, they had an impact on me. Um, and then there were this, the sub themes, I thought, you know, of, of you know, brotherhood and this, that and the third and loyalty and bravery, but it it was kind of like this awakening that really happened that made this for me, that made this, this episode really special. And, um, I, I think that, you know, looking back on it now and thinking back to it, I'm almost glad that it happened that way that I didn't watch episode one, two, three, and four. I'm glad that this one was my first,
0: you know, um, episode Mm -hmm. of the clone wars. What do you think about all that? um, I didn't rush to watch the Clone Wars for a couple of reasons. I mean, the first reason was that it wasn't a continuation, even in the even in the style of animation that Star Wars Clone Wars was, the 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 series of Cartoon Network shorts from 2003. Mm-hmm. Um, um, plus, I had already seen uh, the Clone Wars film, mm. which you know. this style is based on Mm -hmm. and that was really lacking for me Mm -hmm. um it it wasn't it it wasn't that it wasn't that i wanted my life back after i saw the film but (laughs) it wasn't it wasn't uh it didn't create any kind of urgency um when i saw that there was going to be a clone wars series Mm -hmm. that i thought was based on that film Mm -hmm. um I wasn't invested in Ahsoka, her character yet or anything like that. And, and I just kind of felt like, um, you know, the Clone Wars was going to be like, um, and, and I admittedly I had the same feeling about Star Wars rebels Mm -hmm. and why I didn't watch that series for a long time, you know, where it was really like maybe like Star Wars forces of destiny or Star Wars Resist, you know, like, you know, my first Star Wars, like baby Star Wars. And Um, But, yeah, until you had reached out and was like, no, 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 no. you actually have to watch this. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if Rookies was my first. I don't even remember what my first uh, what my first one was. But the story is what really grabbed me. Mm -hmm. That Mm -hmm. that that right away you could tell that they were going, you know, deep into, you know, a a narrative. Mm -hmm. Um, And that is something that that I was that I was looking for in star Wars at that time, because the films weren't doing that.
1: Mm. And and I think it should be, and this is not necessarily a theme, but I think it should be noted that the world that this brings you and invites you into, um, we, it, it, you know, you could get some of this in the comics and the books, but in terms of the films, you didn't see war in this way you know this mm-hmm. was like this 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 episode when it opens up and we see the clones at you know at this outpost or inside this outpost and they've got, you know, the radio, they're listening to the radio and it's clearly yeah. a wartime broadcast. Um yeah. you know, the DJ, the female DJ is saying, you know, this one goes out to my, you know, whatever at the whatever post or whatever. You get that it's a World War Two inspired kind of, you know, mm-hmm. um, or even Vietnam inspired yeah. kind of radio show, you know, and you see these clones who are kind of in the doldrums. They're just going about the roped kind of like responsibilities of being a soldier. Um, the real minutiae of it, the real minutiae of it. And yeah. that drew me in immediately. And it's like, we didn't see that really in star Wars, you know, yeah. um, the closest thing you might've had was like, you know, Han fixing the ship, you know, um, at, you know, the beginning of empire strikes mm-hmm. back or, mm-hmm. you know, in the background, you see people kind of going through the rudimentary kind of uh, moments and uh, tasks that you have to go through during wartime. But this this was like Clone Wars and this episode immediately drew me into that and showed me a part of Star Wars that I hadn't seen. And then also, again, the clones themselves who were get, who were given short shrift, in my opinion, in the films mm-hmm. and the prequels, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, they were spoken to, they were shown, but we didn't get anything, you know, really from them in particular. Um As individuals here, all of a sudden I was in a room with, you know, five or six clones who had names, had different personalities, um, although they shared, you know, they very obviously shared certain traits. Um, They had different personalities. And all of this drama took place within I don't know how long this episode was. I'm going to guess like 22 minutes or 23 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Um, But all of this drama took place. Twenty five minutes. I'm looking at the runtime here. Twenty five minutes all of this drama and storytelling and personalities and kind of like world building took place in 25 minutes. Um, And I was, I was enthralled.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I just instinctively thought that clones were, you know, robots. They were the same person. Mm -hmm. A side note, when I heard the music, I actually thought it was, the message by Grandmaster Flash, <laughs> right? It, it sounds sound really like close that, to radio. that. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I yeah. I'm glad
2: it wasn't just me.
1: I think I don't know if that was a sample or if they deliberately did that. I don't know, but it right. Definitely so it's like hip hop like, existed
0: yeah. in a galaxy far, far away.
1: And <laughs> one Basically. way, and the, and the little droid image hologram was dancing. It was like, yeah.
0: If you would heard a scratching at that moment, it wouldn't have been surprising. <laughs> so yeah. Right. Yeah. Um But look. Uh, I mean if we can I want to move on to Canon because
1: Well let's let's get let's do you want to do favorite moment or you want to do Canon fire first? We can do um, Canon fire if you feel like Okay, that's...
0: you know what? Let's do the favorite moment cuz that's not going to take okay. that long.
1: So what what was your favorite moment and or favorite action moment?
0: My favorite moment was a non-action moment. It it preceded the real action, the climax of the episode, and that's Rex's speech mm. that he gives to the remaining clones.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: and he talks about it's basically like look there are like five six of us but we're gonna get this done because it has to be done
2: mm-hmm. you
0: know and he mentions the goals of the republic but he talks about camino
2: all right listen up there's only one target of interest in this sector camino It's the closest thing we clones have to a home and today we fight for more than the republic today we fight for all our brothers back home understood so yes, yes sir
0: very powerful and that made it a priority over the Republic. Mm-hmm. And it felt like the remaining clones, particularly the rookies, the shinies, um, felt like they can get it done. Felt li- At least felt like they had to get it done mm-hmm. because they were, in fact, family. Mm.
1: Yeah, I-, I think, again, if you are coming off of, you know, the prequels or... And if you hadn't like me, if you hadn't seen um, even the, the Clone Wars movie and you mm-hmm. click on the television and you get this episode and all of a sudden you get these individual clones. And now they're talking about we have to protect the closest because I think it was Cody or maybe it was a uh, Sergeant o um the sergeant who gets killed early on. It might have been him who referred to Camino as the closest thing that we clones have to a home. You know, he says mm-hmm. those words. Mm-hmm. And then when when Rex gives, you know, during your favorite moment and Rex says you know, uh, you know, protect all of our brothers back home, man, it's like, wow, this is, this is, it just, it's, it's a very visceral feeling that you can, that brings you into this story in a level on a level that the previous clone storytelling had done none of, you know, like you, like you said, I thought they were just robots or I thought they all kind of like, you know, felt the same about everything. I didn't assign any, any sort of dimensionality to
0: any of these people, any of these clones. But in other words, making it personal showed that the clones had the capacity to have alternate agendas. Mm, mm -hmm. Mm. Other outside outside
1: of what their their orders were, yeah,
0: right. You know, Mm. like by design, they're running, they're doing all this for the Republic. Like that's Mm. what they were designed and 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 created for. However, they have personal feelings that binds them all together. Right. Yeah. That this, may have been this an unintended consequence. One is personal.
1: Yeah. This one's yeah. personal. Yeah. Um, I, I love that, that speech by Rex. Um, for one, it was interesting that Cody, had, you know, Cody is his commander, but Cody told him, you know, I'm putting you in charge of this, this mission, right. you know, right. Um, which was interesting because I thought he was doing that as if he was going to go off somewhere, but no, Cody stays with them. You know, he just mm-hmm. gives Rex command over this, this, um, this mission And when Rex steps up, you know, and he's just like, this is what it is. Um, Mm -hmm. It was Mm -hmm. it was it was very powerful, man. And just the use of that term brothers. You know, we've talked about on this show before um, one kind of the parallels that we see between clones and people who have been enslaved, you know, such as our ancestors who were enslaved Um, and the uh, the kind of the the nobility and the. uh the um the, the forced submission, you know, of that nobility and the um the sense of camaraderie, but in the maintained sense of brotherhood and family and sisterhood and all these things. You see that in the clones and for him to voice it, you know, our brothers, you know, back home. Um that that just felt really good to me. And it was the first time I'd heard them talk, you know, and say that. Mm-hmm. You hear it mm-hmm. a lot later on in the Clone Wars. Yeah, but, but you'd never heard anything first... like that right that was the first time i had heard it um so it was just a huge impact so i I love that scene so um so that was your favorite did you have a favorite action moment or was that your favorite that was just your favorite moment overall
0: um i do have a favorite action moment and that's that's at the climax when heavy sacrifices himself
1: um that's that's really interesting you say that because i have so my favorite moment is that moment you know when heavy sacrifices himself because i just was like I was that affected me, you know what I'm saying? It was like <laughs> mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. even when I just watched it the other day, it affected me. Mm-hmm. I was like heavy, and I think you know what it was. It was not just it was not played for a as bravado. It wasn't played as a look at how great this clone is. This this man is for yeah. what he did. Yeah. it was really played in the same sense of what Rex's speech of, right I connected it exactly yep. you know what I'm saying? I
0: connected it right back to that speech and how heavy felt about that how it right. affected him
1: yeah it wasn't it wasn't you know the stick out your chest and look how cool the clones are no it was mm-hmm. this dude you know he couldn't get in and, and by the way tech a tech issue is what caused all this he couldn't get the damn thing to sync up you know it just wasn't yeah. the shit how many times have we all been in that situation like something that's worked a million times for some it, reason just it, right working. it just this was just working and that's usually <laughs> when i when i text you like yo man do you know how to <laughs> you know you help me? <laughs> but he you know they only had they they literally had seconds before yeah. the the, the uh, droid army was coming in And Heavy makes the decision. He tells, you know, Rex, look, you guys go ahead. I got this. And Rex is thinking, Mm -hmm. okay, he's going to fix this in a second and be right behind us, you know, to the point where when they get outside, Rex starts talking to Heavy as if he's still there and then realizes, oh, shit, he didn't he's not here. Where's he at? You know, and they're like, he never made it out. But Heavy, you know, makes that decision when when it's not linking up, the tech is not working, picks up his, you know, that huge machine gun he had. And he's like, there has to be another way. And mm-hmm. he realizes that way is to sacrifice myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a great, you know, closing line of, you know, um, the droids. The droids are, are take, like, yeah, do we yep. take hostage or do we take prisoners? And uh, Heavy is like, I don't. And he hits mm-hmm. the thing and he it, blew. But it, again, it was never played as some dirty, hairy type, you know, standard, mm-hmm. you know, I'm the man type shit. It was basically this I'm willing to do this. You know, this is for my brothers. This is for, uh, Rex and, and the five, first, this is right. for Camino. You know, I'm willing to, to right. do this.
0: Um, so I love that scene. If I could just interject something for me, it was an interesting contrast between early in the episode where after the, after the first wave of drums comes in and it looks like they're and they really overtake the base. They overtake that outpost. Mm-hmm um four clones escape cut up heavy echo fives mm-hmm. they're outside like on a on a on a on a hillside on a mm-hmm. or the side of the cliff or whatever right. and a sand eagle eel yeah, and a sand giant eel, i think they eel, call rock giant eel. Yeah, yeah. yeah comes and actually eats cut, cut up, up attacks cut up and eats cut up mm-hmm. and but the aftermath of that, there's no real sympathy factor or emotional reaction to Cut-Up being killed. Mm-hmm. One, well, one of the clones said, I think it's Echo maybe who says, you
1: know, poor Cut-Up. I think he just says poor Cut-Up and that's it.
0: Okay, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Poor Cut-Up. But then contrast that to heavy sacrifice and why he's sacrificing himself.
2: Mm-hmm. There
0: was a much more... It was just an interesting contrast
2: mm-hmm.
0: that before... Man, it was like before. It's not that they weren't brothers, but before they didn't have that bond. It wasn't you talking about. Oh, was before the
1: Rex speech.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: the the stakes weren't made clear to them.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Right, yeah. and you know, and I mean, I wonder, I wonder, had it not been for Rex's speech, mm-hmm. the 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 passion that Rex put behind that speech,
1: do you think that it's because in The actual episode one of the Clone Wars, not chronological, but I'm saying the season one, episode one with Mm -hmm. Yoda talking to the clones, you know, it's Yoda with the clones on that planet. And there's that beautiful scene where they're in that cave and he basically asks them to take off their helmets Mm -hmm. and he goes one by one and talks about them. And he really drives home the point that you are individuals. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel I felt that from that seen that sometimes the clones, again, kind of a parallel with, um, uh, some of the experience of, of, of Africans in America, where you are people of African descent, where you are taught that your individuality or your humanity, um, is drilled into your head is not as valued or as, you mm-hmm. know, another, um, races or another species, um, humanity, And I feel that from the clones, they sometimes suffer from that. Like they almost look at themselves as dispensable, you know, where, so in something like that, when cut up gets killed and it's just like, oh, poor cut up Mm -hmm. to your point, maybe there is a a kind of a disconnect where they've been, you know, the Jedi and the separatists have kind of like given, kind of put in their head that they are dispensable. We just make more of you, you know, Mm -hmm. and they themselves come to believe that where, you see Rex give that speech and it's like, no, this is important. Camino is our planet, you know, our home world, our brothers are important. You are important. You know, there's that, there's that kind of, um, that emotion put into it that wasn't there before. And so to your point, maybe post Rex speech, you know, that brings a little bit more gravity to heavy, you know, in his, his death. Um, Mm -hmm. and later on, you know, Obi-Wan says, you know, we salute your comrades for their sacrifice, um, mm-hmm. So I, I get. Yeah, you're right. I think that is an interesting contrast. Um, so uh, but just to to uh, my that was my favorite scene. And actually, the Rex thing was also one of my favorite scenes, too. But um, just to pick another one, the heavy thing. But then my favorite action moment. And this is what I was alluding to before. This was the okay. point when I was watching this 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 episode for the first time back in 2008 that mm-hmm. just like hit a switch in me and just, you know, all of a sudden I was just like right back into Star Wars. It is the moment, Arturius, and I text you this or I talk to you about this shortly after it happened. When they're on the platform, Rex and Cody are approaching, and there's a apparent it looks like another clone trooper is approaching them, but we know it's a mm-hmm. one of those commando droids. Um I call them the ninja droids because they look mm-hmm. like they move and they you know they're they're they they're act like uh they act like ninjas almost. They're approaching them trying to fool Rex and Cody into believing that everything is cool get back on your ship, you know, yeah. nothing to see here, you know, and Rex and Cody are very suspicious and they keep asking the, you know, the droid commander droid uh, questions. And then a, a flare goes off behind them. And we know that that's the, you know, the, um, the survivors. survivors, you know, the surviving clones trying Fives, to signal to them. Echo, yeah. That's mm-hmm. fucked up. And Rex, both Rex and Cody turn around and look up at the flare and with no hesitation, right. Rex turns around right. and blasts this dude right in his head.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: We know it's a droid commando, but at the time, Cody doesn't know. Cody is kind of on the fence, like he's still yeah. thinking it's a clone.
0: And But even as they were approaching, Rex and Cody, as they were approaching, Rex says, I got a bad feeling about this. He said, I got this. a bad
1: feeling about this. But having a bad feeling is one thing. Having the confidence to just blast somebody in their head, thinking that, you know, because it could have been a clone. Maybe he's just something's wrong with him or whatever. Right. No, he blasts them straight up. And and bro, I had never seen anything like that in Star Wars. The closest thing is probably Han, you know, in the Mm -hmm. cantina um, killing homeboy. Uh, What's Mm -hmm. his name?
2: Uh, Greedo. uh, Greedo. Greedo. That Uh was like
1: the closest, like cold-blooded, like, you know, out of nowhere, kind of just somebody just capped somebody rex turning around and when you watch that scene i watched it because the other day yeah. i just kept rewinding it yeah. watching it when you watch it there's no hesitation he turns yeah. around sees the flare immediately turns around bam and, and, and even
0: cody was like what what the <laughs> hell what the heck
2: cody,
1: cody was like it just got real like really really right. quick
0: right. and
1: when i watched this in 2008 i remember being like what the fuck like because yeah. i'm in star wars you know You know, I'm in that zone of Star Wars where stuff like that really doesn't happen. You know, yeah. And for that to happen that quickly, it was just like, again, like I said, it was like a light switch got flicked on, and I was like, okay, what is this show? What am I watching? You know, and Mm -hmm. who is this guy? Who's this guy Rex? You know, that was my favorite scene, favorite action
0: moment. So, an interesting thing about that for me, because I just, just in the last two weeks, I've watched this episode three times. And every time I watch it, it's like that's one of my that is one of my favorite moments because mm-hmm. Rex Rex ain't playing like Rex from the time he gets up. <laughs> no, Rex is never playing. Rex, is Rex never isn't playing. playing. But it hit me. It, it's interesting that when you get Cody and Rex together,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's like their demeanor is aligned with Obi Wan and Anakin's demeanor. Mm. Anakin is the one that he functions off of instinct and he will act and he will act with passion and more times than not obi-wan is like anakin what the fuck you know (laughs) (laughs) but anakin is like i got this see Mm -hmm. see what this is about you know Mm -hmm. cody and and rex they gave that they gave off those same vibes those same obi-wan and anakin vibes to where cody is is tempered and calculated you know, trying to kind of like think it through, mm-hmm. you know, and Rex, he, you know, he woke up hot and ready. <laughs> Rex.
1: Always ready. Always ready. And there's a, again, there's a nobility about Rex and a very, mm-hmm. I mean, man, he's strutting around this episode. Like I'm that, I'm that dude. And but right. he's not, he's not bragging about it. There's just a sense of confidence about him and, and kind of like, um, assertiveness and uh intention about rex you know Mm -hmm. that you you kind of you get that immediately he's very he has a very deliberateness to him you know and yeah so that scene just and then later a few you know not long after that that eel comes back remember the giant eel jumps back that's right that's
0: right yeah it
1: has one moment the eel gets one little yell off one little scream to terrify Mm -hmm. them and Rex mm-hmm. immediately shoots this motherfucking eye. <laughs> like, <laughs> game over. That's it. <laughs> you know? The eel uh-huh. is done. somebody, like, please escort the eel off of the set. He's done. Right. I was like, okay, who is this guy? You know, who's this mm-hmm. dude, Rex? Um, so yeah, that was, you know, like I said earlier, that was my introduction to Rex. And I I I fell in love immediately. That was my yeah. guy. And he's still my guy to this day. So um, all right, so yeah, let's let's move on to what the segment we call Cannon Fire. I think so. Did in Cannon Fire, we just want to talk about did anything in this app shape kind of how you view Star Wars canon, or or you know impact it, or just any inspire any new thoughts about how you see the overall you know Star Wars story.
0: Yeah, yeah. Camino um, as a planet is like elevated to you know first tier, hmm. and Camino. You know, I think Kamino is is underrated in general, you mm-hmm. know, and the animated series, ele- to me, elevates Kamino and makes it as significant as Mustafar or even Alderaan mm. okay. in its importance. Um, it was in play long before the present crop of Jedi even realized that a clone army was being
1: built. Right, right. With uh, S- Sifo-Dyas. With Cypho So it sets up, I mean, through Camino, it sounds like what you're saying is it really kind of sets up a lot of, we get a, some of that storytelling later, um, specifically with sifo I think it's almost in the last, maybe, I think maybe episode or season six of the Clone Wars. Um, but it kind of sets up a lot of these questions, you know, and what is Camino? to your point, Camino becomes a much larger player um, mm-hmm. in kind of the grand yeah. scheme of things. Um, that lead to, you know, the creation of the empire. And I think, I think I agree with you in that sense, because, and I hadn't thought about that, but I think I agree with you in that sense because, but we get it, you know, we get it at a very granular level with, you know, the, the droids, we, we get it at a high level with Grievous and Asajj attacking Kamino. Um, you know, and that brings Camino right back into the forefront of the conversation, Mm -hmm. but then on the granular, granular level, we get it with the the clones wanting to protect Camino because it is their home world. Right. Um, They don't say we need to protect Camino so they can keep making more of us, you know, and that's important for the Republic army, which I'm sure that a lot of the, the, uh, the clones felt that way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Rex may have felt that way, but his primary reason was we need to get, you know, to protect our brothers. Either way, though, I see what you're saying is that it brings Camino to the forefront of this conversation um, and the center stage of what is really all these things that are going on in the galaxy. And I think that's one thing that the this episode, another thing this episode did really well is giving you that glimpse into the big picture while mm-hmm. focusing on the small picture, because just the appearance of Asajj Ventress, you know, and her, you know, explaining her role in all this. And the dialogue she has with Grievous, it's crazy to me that in 25 minutes, we got all that, you know what I'm saying? That we got that kind of like, we got the full picture of what's going on. But at the same time, the heart of this episode was really about what happened at the Rishi Outpost um, and the sacrifice Mm -hmm. of Heavy and Cut Up and the rest of them. Um, So yeah, I I, I, I get what you're saying. I think for me, I would probably just co-sign that because for me, the other, the major kind of like canon um, implications of this episode, I think, center around that same thing. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't get really anything else that had huge uh, can- canonical impact, but I think that uh, other than I'll say what I said earlier, as far as you know, just getting that glimpse of the clones and the fact that these are individuals, and mm-hmm. you know, getting mm-hmm. our first real look at you know what it means um, to have created this clone army um not just to the Republic but to the clones themselves. Uh so I would say those two things are, are the biggest like uh like I said the biggest cannon fire kind can, of uh, canonical impact for me.
0: Okay, clone versus Jedi.
1: Oh uh, this is the uh, easy one. This is easy. <laughs> yeah. I mean obviously because I mean this segment is really clone versus Jedi. This is what we're talking about, you know, who did it better um yeah. in this episode, clones or Jedi. And in many of the Clone Wars episodes you do see them. You know, not just battling, but thinking and, you know, um, having different scenes. And, you know, who did you feel had a better episode, the clones or the Jedi? And this episode is easy. It's definitely the clones because the Jedi are are, they are featured. You know, we do get at least two scenes with um, just Obi-Wan and Anakin. And I like the byplay between um, Anakin and Obi-Wan as it pertains to what you mentioned earlier. The similarities between their two, mm-hmm. you know, clone, um, command or uh, uh, the the two clones that report to them directly, uh, whereas you know, Obi Wan is saying, well, maybe Cody is delayed because Rex is, you know, basically not following rules or whatever, and Anakin is like, well, maybe Rex is doing so and so because com- Cody is boring him with, you know. Standard mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. they're really talking about their own relationship, but you know, yeah. via their, their uh, subordinates. So I thought that was interesting, but yeah, clearly it's the, this is the clones episode, which I'm a thousand percent. Okay. With, um, as you know, my preference, um, uh, for these episodes is to, is clones over Jedi, um, uh, in most instances. So I'm, I'm cool with that. What about you? Do you think the same?
0: Oh yeah. Obviously the clones got it done and they, they, what was key for me is that they didn't they actually didn't need the jedi Mm -hmm. jedi i feel they have this low-key superiority complex and look at the clones as if we -hmm. we got casualties no problem we can just make some more uh, and then we'll just come in and mop and you know and just mop it up or save Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. because they're not really looking at clones as humans
1: yeah. And I think Anakin, you know, later on is much more clear. It's clear that Anakin is much more um, in step with his, you know, his clone. He he views them as his comrades, his mm-hmm. almost like they're his brothers, you know, mm-hmm. um, in a way. Whereas even Obi-Wan, um, he, you know, even though he does say in this episode, you know, he meant he has that famous Cody line in this episode, but even Obi-Wan is not, it doesn't view them at that same level. And to your point, I agree with you hundred percent. It is kind of like a superiority complex that the Jedi have. Um, And that, you know, that gets, that gets kind of pointed out, you know, later on, there's one arc that we'll, I'm sure we'll probably do on the mixtape eventually. Um, I can't remember the name of the Jedi. They're on a mission and this Jedi gets killed and they stop and like have a ceremony for him, you know, the other mm-hmm. guy, whereas mm-hmm. all these clones have gotten killed during this, this mission. It's just like, oh, you know, uh, uh, Dave is gone. You know, Dave's dead. You know, and it's yeah. like they yeah, don't poor, really, right. you know, they're just, poor cut up. Right. They're fodder. You know, they're 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 they're, they're, they're cannon fodder, basically. Um, no pun intended. But there's there is that sense of, you know, superiority that comes, that rides throughout, despite what Yoda said in, in episode one, mm-hmm. there is that sense of, you know, they're just, you know, they're just clones, you know, and they're referred to they're you know, and you know how, you know how clones are. They say that several times. Mm-hmm. Um, and the clones have to assert themselves sometimes like, no, we're men. And there, there is that tension that sometimes get developed, which I wish they would have actually explored more of. And I think, again, we may get more of that in the bad batch, the upcoming bad batch. Mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, you're going to see, I told you when I saw that Bad Batch trailer, one of the things that stuck out to me the most was seeing those stormtroopers right, you know, on day one. You know, the Empire is formed and all of a sudden all that individuality on the armor is just taken away and you just see these this army of everyone looking the same. That was really impactful, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think you're going to get more of that, you know, what are clones and why are are they inferior and, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're going to get a little bit more of that.
0: And, right. I mean, yeah, we got to move on. No, but go ahead, go ahead. Well, I know I talk about, I know I talked about wanting to see this in the films, this transition, mm-hmm. you know. But thinking about it after after I was talking about it, maybe that's not the place for it. Maybe the maybe the place is the animated series to be mm-hmm. able to get into these transformations mm-hmm. that maybe they're that they're freer mm-hmm. than the films I, I, are yeah, to do I, it. I,
1: I think so. And I think maybe even um, more book series will be coming out of this. I know that there's Mm -hmm. been um, I don't think they're canon anymore, but I know that there's been a couple of different books written uh, specifically about the clones. I think they're Mm -hmm. they're legends now, but I plan on going back and reading them at some point. But I think maybe more book series will come out of this to explain or kind of dive into that. But, yeah, I I look forward to it, man, because I think we need more of that explanation and more of that exploration of these these characters. Um, all right, 66 problems, a segment we call 66 problems, which is basically did anything happen in this app to make you flash forward to order 66? I mean, order 66 looms over everything, you know, mm-hmm. because we know that at the end of this, we've already now we you know in 2021. Now we've seen it. But even back in 2008, 2009, 2010, whatever. When we were watching these episodes for the first time, we knew that at at the end point of all of this is Order 66. And that looms over everything. Mm-hmm. So there are those moments where you're like watching something happen in a Clone Wars episode and it just your mind just goes to Order 66 and like, oh shit, how's this? You know, it either is a direct connection or it's just it kind of like it forms a natural endpoint right. to what you're looking at. Um, so did anything happen in this ep that makes you that made you flash forward to uh, Palpatine's famous, famous or infamous order?
0: You know, nothing specifically happened. So there's there
1: one line, you know, there's one line that definitely. Yeah, definitely. But go ahead. Go
0: ahead. All right. will you say the line because I'm, well, I'm blanking you, on. What you you it, what know, there's line.
1: the line where, where uh, Obi-Wan, after talking to Cody, Cody goes goes off of the 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 the, the calm, and then Obi Wan says, "Good man, that Cody. Good man, that Cody." Oh. <laughs> you know, he, affects, <laughs> he expresses his affection for Cody, and you are immediately thinking, "This is the cat that's going to yeah. level a cannon at you and yeah. almost kill you." You know, um, in a few years, you know, so. That immediately takes you, and I, they knew that you know when they wrote that line, they knew that you know that
0: that was going. That happen. was a so, huge foreshadow. You're right.
1: That was, that was definitely a flash. For you're a right. But nothing. So so nothing else in this kind of made you think about Order Sixty Six.
0: Well, everything about it made me think of Order Sixty Six, mm-hmm. and I I I can't necessarily say that it was this line or the sequence that made the made the connection, but I know that it's what caused me to. If you remember offline, I sent you a text mm-hmm. and I said that, hey, okay, we know what's coming. We know Palpatine uses this order as a failsafe. You know, and I but it's like I'm wondering like why why wait so long? Like why have this entire war, why not just use order sixty six early in the war now that there's a disbursement of Jedi generals? You know, with their companies of droids, you know, why not just flip the switch now, take out the Jedi and then just consolidate power since there is a vacuum of protectors and enforcers, meaning the Jedi, mm-hmm. you know, and maybe just think about the benefit of having this war. If the clones were developed with a mutiny command, I, I think you're creating things- this army, they all have failed swipes, but you want to destroy the factory,
1: right? I think one of the things always is that we sometimes we give Palpatine too much credit, you know, because he is. I mean, he did mm-hmm. orchestrate so much, and it's like, damn, this motherfucker was always like it was mm-hmm. like the Agnes Harkness thing from WandaVision. It's like it's always <laughs> been him, you know. It's always, everything <laughs> right. was him, you know. Right. But I think sometimes he may not have been in control of everything. You know, he may not have been aware of this this move by Grievous or um, uh, Dooku or whatever, and maybe he wouldn't have approved of it, or maybe he would have done it differently. I don't know. I do think though that. His and with this, we this is probably a whole other episode we can talk about, but his you know, timing of Order 66 was definitely, I think, um. It, it, it relied a lot on the political machinations, you know, what was everything aligned politically for him to go ahead and make the move? You know, so mm-hmm, it wasn't just mm-hmm. it wasn't just military. It was his political aspirations and making sure that he had this person in line and this person so that when he flipped, when he hit that button, he could go ahead and stand in front of the Galactic Senate and pre- present it to them like, hey, this is a great thing. The birth of the empire is going to give us all freedom. You know, whereas mm-hmm. he may not have mm-hmm. been able to do that at this point, you know, because the political things weren't in line, all the chess all the chess pieces weren't in their proper places. Um, but I, I think that for me again, you know, or I kinda agree with you as far as a lot of this episode and a lot of every Clone Wars episode kind of makes you think of Order sixty six, but that line from Obi Wan specifically, and then also the brotherhood again between the clones, and it's just such a tragedy, man, when you think about that button being hit they not only go into mutiny mm-hmm. um it's the beginning of the end of their individuality it's the beginning of the end of their species you know basically mm-hmm. um we know that they have a shortened lifespan uh we know that you know their their growth is accelerated so you know the average clone is not going to live into you know the 80s or 90s you know his 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 80s or 90s Um, but I I think again, we're going to see a lot of that explored in the bad batch. I think Mm -hmm. we'll get a lot more answers for that, but that, you know, the more Rex talked about brotherhood, the more I thought about heavy sacrifice, um, all of these things kind of played into my dread, you know, of order 66 and the Mm -hmm. fact of what Mm -hmm. it was going to take away, um, from these clones. Um, so yeah, that's, that's kind of where I net out. So alright, we're running a little bit long before we wrap up. Was there anything else that about this episode that's, you know, you wanted to to touch on that um that you wanted to talk about before we we wrap up?
0: Um I found myself laughing a lot more than I remember watching watching the episodes these, these uh you know, these last couple weeks. Mm-hmm. The funniest moment to me is and it's so sad, but the funniest moment to me is Early in the episode, when Cut Up is eaten by that eel, mm. and Heavy's like, "What the hell is that?" It's like you feel, <laughs> <laughs> you just feel his actual <laughs> shock. Cut off! What the hell was that? Oh, that was an eel. I'm just like, man, this is this is kind of a wild show, and you just don't get. Well, that's not true. I, I think you got that level of cynicism and humor in the original Star Wars films, particularly episodes mm. four and five. But it had been kind of lacking mm. since then.
1: I think I think it speaks to and I, I laughed at that moment, too. Um, yes. Yeah, hell, you know, we talked about it offline the use of the word hell was like, you know, they, they termed that as an expletive, you know, because um, this is on Cartoon Network, you know, and it was right. like, I don't even think it was Adult Swim. It was just Cartoon Network. And they went back and forth, you know, between Cartoon Network and the uh, networks in Canada. Um, and then even when it hit TNT here back in the States, they, you know, sometimes they censored it, sometimes they didn't. Yeah. Um so it was interesting to hear the clung, you know him yell that, and it's it's said twice in the in the show the word hell, but I think what you're talking about is that I you know I've never been in war, but I've you know from what I've heard people who have experienced war the way that they talk about it and the way that we've seen it quote unquote realistically portrayed in certain films, mm-hmm. there are those moments of levity you know there are those kind of like that cynicism that soldiers have um, about life and death almost and. I hadn't seen that in Star Wars before. Yeah, you know, not to this level. And so, when you see it here with these clones, um, it, it was funny, and it was it it made it 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 actually made it more realistic to me. You know, it brought me back into the to that place of uh of war again. Like I said, with the the DJ and you know the kind yeah. of the, the the rote, L, you know, um, uh, kind of a Quotidian moments, you know, of of their existence on this this base, you know, this outpost um it just i, I think it was a, another thing or another tool that the writers the writer and um Dave Filoni and George Lucas used to kind of again wrap you in this world of a clone the clone wars you know mm-hmm. and that this was a period mm-hmm. of time i think it lasted 3 years on a 4 years i can't remember how long the the wars lasted um but it brought you into that place and just kind of like reinforce that realism that you didn't necessarily get from the film. So I, I appreciated it. Um, so, yeah, this, I, I, I again, I, I'm really glad that we did this. It's our first episode of the mixtape. Um, Cause this, I think this episode is now, I think it's special to both of us and I'm actually going to go look. Cause there's another episode that preceded and proceeded this one that linked to this episode, but it wasn't in chronology in the chronology of the actual um, the rollout of this this mm-hmm. series it didn't take place in season one those two episodes were in season three so I'm going to go watch those but I encourage you guys anyone who hasn't seen rookies or hasn't seen it in a long time watch it try to watch it with fresh eyes and kind of go back to that place in time where we didn't have a lot of Star Wars and the Star Wars cinematically that we were getting was just non-existent at that point and we didn't know, you know, in 2008, we didn't know if we were ever going to get another Star mm-hmm. Wars film, you know. Um, so to be brought back into the the world of of a, of a galaxy far, far away in this fashion, it was both jarring and it was very well received. I think very, very, very welcomed. Um, so I would mm-hmm. encourage you guys to go back and look at the episode, you know, with with the fresh eyes.
0: That's going to do it for this episode of Mad Unreal. Reach out to us on Twitter, hashtag MadUnreal. Let us know your favorite moments from Season 1, Episode 5, of uh, the Rookies episode. Um, any requests, any favorites of yours throughout the uh, several series, seven series of The Clone Wars. Uh, we would absolutely consider it for uh, a mixtape focus. This is Arthur. That is Isaac. This is MadUnreal, and we will see you next show. Sir, yes sir